Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is David Jones, Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management at Minnesota State University Mankato. Welcome to our first full episode uh, of our parent and family orientation uh, podcast, both in video as well as audio form, and excited that you're taking an opportunity to listen to this today. Today's topic is about academic advising here at the university. And like many things at the university this summer, we're starting to see some changes because of the pandemic and how it's impacting us. Um, and so we're going to share a little bit more about what both the value and what advising does here, and then how we've adjusted accordingly because of the pandemic and, and helping to serve our students and help them be successful right from the get-go. Joining me today is Sarah Granberg Rademacher. She's the Interim Director of Academic Advising and um, is responsible for coordinating academic advising across the university. So, Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So, Sarah, tell us before we jump in, tell us a little bit more about you. How long have you worked at Minnesota State and what do you like about working here? Absolutely. Let's see. We moved to Mankato in 2004 and I've worked at the university since about 2005, so about 15 years. And um, probably the thing I love most about the university is, is just the relationships we have with people there. Um, it's an awesome place to be. The people are an incredible um, just support system for, for each other, um, for the students who come in. Um, and that's that's probably the piece I love most, other than uh, if we're talking about more of the physical things I love about campus, I just love our, our campus facilities in general. We are, um, we are so fortunate and they are so just beautiful. I think that's probably the part I miss almost the most being working from home right now is just being in that environment. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I'm, <clears throat> as I continue to work from my office, uh, um, it, the the mowers are louder than I ever remember, but that might be because it, there's no one else around right now as we <laughs> check everything out. But they just replanted the 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 welcome sign at the university. If you drive past, they just redid it. And it's got all new flowers. Looks amazing. Right on uh, Ellis. Looks great. Fun that way. But this isn't a green thumb podcast. We're here to talk about academic advising. So my apologies. We'll get back on topic here. So, Sarah, what is academic advising here? Sure, absolutely. Um, academic advising, in in many ways, I think uh, new students and families think of it as as a high school counselor. And in some ways, there's a definite overlap. Um, advisors are are definitely there to support students through their education. It's an ongoing process. Students check in with advisors about things that they're concerned about for their classes. They're planning for study abroad or other sort of out of the classroom academic opportunities. Um, connect with advisors on, on just what the possibilities are. You know, they may set out with a particular goal, but how do I go to achieve that? Whether that's in a particular major or looking for just combinations of things. And so advisors are available to students uh, to help them throughout their time at the university. Excellent. Excellent. And what's your, your over-advising? Can you tell us a little bit more about what your role is? Sure. So um, I am interim director of academic advising. It is a new role to our campus. And what it's designed to do is really start to pull together those different advising areas. Um, historically, we, we've operated within our own individual structures, but now by having someone and, and more structure to pull it all together, um, our goal is to just make sure that the students are having um, a consistent experience. So if they come in and they think they're the, a particular major, but then change along the way, they can feel confident that what they learned over here is still relevant over here as well. Oh, that's huge. Uh, Cause it, <clears throat> it's pretty common when students may choose a major or change a major or do something different. So to know that the backbone's being built 
to support them no matter what they want to study. And uh, as you mentioned, there's a new position. So uh, I'm pretty excited for our university to have it and, and think you're going to do great things in, in helping us figure a lot of this out. So that's that's wonderful. Clearly, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and that's changing a bunch of stuff for us right now. And I assume academic advising as well. How has it impacted some of that work initially? And then we can talk more about what, what you're actually doing this summer with academic advising. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, initial misinformation, uh, people probably thought, you know, where are the advisors? What do I do? They, they're home now. Um, the advisors have stayed steadily busy throughout all of this. Um, we did a lot of advising via the phone in, in the past. That increased. We got much more proficient in technologies like Zoom. Um, because we needed to, to be able to get with our students. Um, when the pandemic hit, we were getting gearing up to get everyone registered for fall semester, and so there was not a time to really slow down. And so um, while advisors have had to adjust um, the tools they're using, um, what I guess I'm most excited about is that the core piece of advising is still there. Um, that personal connection, the wanting to help students navigate and figure out um, this environment. And certainly with the pandemic, we had a lot of new navigation, a lot of new environment. And, and so I think in, in our office in particular, in university advising, we saw an uptick in, in students responding and, and being admittedly concerned at times, but um, we're able to, to work with them to help them troubleshoot what they were now, you know, running into and um, help them get through it because it, it was a rough change, like all of us. But um, but now I, I think, you know, if we can make it through that, I, I feel much more confident about what comes next. And so speaking of what comes next, um, the other piece of your question, David, um, what we've done is we've taken the process that has historically been, uh, happens through our orientation processes where students come to orientation and one piece of that is learning about advising and registration and then getting into a computer lab with other students and getting registered for that first semester. And we've adapted that. And um, so at this point, you know, students, when they're invited to orientation, they sign up for orientation and then they're on our list. And we start contacting students and bringing them into the process. And so um, any parents of students out there who haven't heard from us yet, don't worry. <laughs> You'll hear from us in just, a, your student will hear from us in just a matter of days. But we have those students come in and introduce them to the advising piece with a batch of online videos to just kind of talk to them about, you know, what is your degree? What is the structure of it? How are you going to pick your classes and what things should you take into consideration? What tools are out there? Because we have some awesome tools. Um, and we find that if we can help students learn how to navigate those tools, they don't need us as much anymore. We're certainly around if they want us, but they can do a lot of that work themselves. And so we try to set that up from the get-go. After they watch those videos, they're asked to complete an intake form. And the intake form asks them a lot of questions that advisors want answers to. Have they taken college credit in high school? Um, and if so, where did they take it? So we can make sure that we have those credits. Are they interested in studying a world language when they're here? And if they have a background in that world language, we might want them to take a placement test first. Um, what do they intend to major in if they have a major picked so that we can get them connected to the right unit? Or if they don't have a major, let us know they're undecided so that we can, again, have them connect to the right people and um, get the, the service they need. 
So after students do the intake form, it shoots off to, to our, um, our MavConnect system where there are people on the other end looking at the results, making sure that everything's there the way it's supposed to be, and then turning around to when it's appropriate, send the student another message, a message that basically says, hey, here's some more specific stuff about your major, and let's have you meet with someone. Students coming in will either meet individually one-on-one -on -one with an advisor for appointments that are a half hour to an hour long. They'll do it over Zoom and Zoom, if, if for folks who aren't familiar, um, Zoom's a great technology that can be used on, on certainly laptops and computers is the most common place, but also any sort of tablet, a smartphone if needed. It's a really versatile tool. So, so we're gonna be using that this summer for either one-on-one -on -one appointments or uh, the student may be one of a small group. Those, uh, those areas that are focusing on the small group really are, are also taking some um, time to really help those students connect within the small group as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the orientation is taking care of that piece to help students connect with each other as well. So, so there's kind of a mixed bag who's doing that and who's not. But I think overall, the goals are for students to have a meaningful advising experience and get registered for their first semester as a Maverick with a schedule they feel great about. That sounds great. Let's it's hope a, so. Let's, let's <laughs> definitely hope so. Um, sometimes a student may not 100% know what they want to study. You know, how for our students that might be undecided, you know, how, how does that look for them? Sure. What I found, and, and um, my background is working with undecided students, and um, orientation is a, an interesting time because um, there are students who are fairly sure that they don't know. <laughs> and those students end up coming to, to work with um, one of the advisors uh, specializing in, in undecided. And they'll sit down with them and ask them questions about their interests, what classes they liked or didn't like in high school, um, what they do for fun, just a, a smattering of things to try and get a better sense of what kinds of things to maybe introduce. Um, and, and sometimes the students come in saying, well, it's this or this or this, I'm not sure. And then the advisor can use that information. There are some times though that, and often that students are like, you know, I'm not 110% sure that this is my major, but I'm leaning that way. And my advice then is if you're leaning that way, go ahead and start that way. Let's see where, where you end up. Um, it, it's sometimes helpful to get to hear the information and see the information specifically related to that unit and go, oh yeah, this feels like me and have a little bit more confirmation or, oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> we have built-in processes in the um, registration, advising and registration processes this summer for students to have a change of mind if they need to. So if they come in, they get invited to the College of Business, they're jazzed, they go watch the videos and they go, hmm, this isn't it. Maybe they had another backup in mind and they want to go pursue that psychology degree or maybe they're like, this isn't it, now what? We have, we have processes in place so that we can assist them and help them pivot so that when they, they um, get that advising and registration, they can feel good about um, starting fall semester on a strong foot. That's great. So as you alluded to, obviously orientation is when you start with your new first year and new transfer students, opportunity to help them get into the Maverick family. Um, but then they all become current students or, or continuing students at some point. And, and you describe a little bit of the idea of, I may not want to be this, I want to become this now, or, or more importantly, I know I don't want to be this. So, so how does advising look like once they, they get beyond their first semester? Is there a way that it looks different? Absolutely. That's a good question. 
Well, at a minimum, we we hope that students are, are connecting with advisors at least a couple times um, per academic year, um, just to get ready for the next semester and to you know take maybe a look at the overall plan and then um, take the individual steps to look at, okay, what does that mean for next semester? And so it's not necessarily uncommon for students in their first semester, if they have a leaning to uh, start to go, yeah, wait, this isn't it. And, um, and so that's where advisors come in handy as well, because a student can say, yep, nope, this isn't it. Um, I, I need some additional help in picking. Um, and what happens then is uh, they, again, would work with um, an, an advisor that specializes in undecided who will sit down with them and, and not only focus on here are the degree requirements specifically and where you are on track with them, but again, those more exploratory pieces um, hopefully help connect them to our career development center and um, help them do some uh, more exploration so that they can uh, be confident of, of the areas they're picking. I'm trying to get back to though your original question, which I think is what comes next for advising after this initial piece. Again, we, we hope that students are meeting with advisors at bare minimum a couple times um, a year. Most of our brand new students coming in uh, are assigned to working with an advising center. And so uh, it's a, it is a little bit of um, a challenge for students. Sometimes they see, you know, College of Business Student Center or a School of Nursing Advising Office and they go, wait a second, I don't have a person. And I like to say, you have a team of people. You have a team of people that are trying to help you navigate um, some of the more challenging times maybe in your academic career as you're figuring out the lay of the land and all of that. And certainly students can turn to those folks to say, you know what, I don't think this is it. Where do I go? Um, we try to make sure that all the advisors are aware of each other's resources and can make sure the student gets to the place they need to. Students also can go online to say, yep, I'm not sure. And, and um, they'll get information back where to head. Um, but we are hoping that students are reaching out to advisors uh, consistently. Some will, will be told that they're required to do that. Um, others won't be told they're required, but we still want them to go. We want them to seek them out and ask questions when they have them. Um, Self-advocacy is one of the best skills I think that college taught me is that this is my experience, this is my education. I gotta get out there and, and uh, make sure I'm in front of the people I need to be in front of. And um, I guess I hope our students know to, to do that as well. The advising offices are welcoming communities to try and help facilitate transitions or, or additional support when needed. Well, that's wonderful. Naturally, students have lots of questions as they're trying to navigate this. And, you know, the other part of the equation is who we're talking to here today, and that's families and parents. And, and um, I've got a high school uh, junior or a senior next week, I guess, and, and, and a rising junior. <clears throat> and I know I'm always trying to figure out, you know, how I can best support them, what they're doing. But sometimes it's, it's they're not even sure themselves. So if, if there's questions, how can I help them? Or where should I reach out to? What's kind of your guidance at the, on that question? Absolutely. You know, I think one of the best things that, that families and parents can do is, is really try to empower their student to ask questions. Trust the student. Um, nudge them when they need nudged because sometimes, I mean, I have a rising junior as well, and, and that, that student, he'd rather not ask the questions himself. He would rather we all take care of that for him. Um, he would rather that somebody order his McDonald's <laughs> for him. <laughs> He'd just rather not talk to, to anyone. And and uh, taken uh, quite a bit of time and nudging, and I'm still not sure what it'll be like when he uh, graduates, but um, trying to encourage that, getting out there and asking questions. And then 
you know, on the other end, being there to support them and to ask them questions and help them process what they may have learned, help them come up with, oh, well, there's a few other questions that need to be asked. So I think trusting in your student is is essential and, and helping to support them by letting them know, yep, it's okay. It's normal to not know the answers to these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just because you as a parent don't know the answer to those things, that doesn't mean that you're deficient. Universities are big, complex animals. And so um, just trying to help the student do that. On that end, we also do have families that reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and advisors very much want to help. Uh, my first, my, the first thing I'll say to a parent on the phone is I'm here to help. And then I have to say, but there's limitations on what I can share. So what I tell parents all the time is, tell us as much as you can about the student situation. Tell us what sorts of things that you see or you're concerned about. Um, While we may not be able to go in and tell you the particulars of what your student is taking for classes or what their GPA is, we can take what you've shared with us to pull apart, okay, this may be the situation and this may be additional places for support. Um, and there are advising centers across campus, one in each academic college, and those are great resources to go when families have questions. Um, my office in university advising is another great place. Um, we try to be open to any questions or concerns that come our way, and we see quite a few. We're on the lower level of the library, so when we're in session, students are walking by all the time, and so they see our sign, they pop in with a, a quick question that sometimes opens up to being a more complicated question, but the good news is I feel like they always leave um, feeling like they were served. We don't always get to give them the news they want, but um, we definitely try to to give them accurate information and get them connected to the right next stop. And we have the same philosophy when it comes to family members as well. What do you need? What can you tell me that you know? Where do you need to go from here? And so in university advising, we're, we're an easy email address, advising at mnsu.edu. Um, just let us know. And if it's not our area, we'll help figure out where it should go. That's great. And as a reminder from last week's uh, podcast as well, if at any point you're uncertain where to start, we have the new student and family program office, which will help you get you connected with the advising office or wherever we might need. If that's kind of a pivot point for you as well as a family and a parent of many uh, current or a new student, either way. So Sarah, one of the things that, that you described a little bit was where they can get some of the answers and such. So as a parent, what can I do to actually help my student be successful? What, what, are, what are some of the, the successful practices you see with students related to either advising or just kind of their practices overall and, and helping them be successful in classes and studying that as a family member, are, it'd be useful for me to know from you. <laughs> well, I will tell you, um, when I get to talk on, on a big stage to all the new transfer students, I, I remind them that this is their education. This is their time to really shine and to, to own it. And I, I joke, but I'm not really kidding when I say things like, you know, you want to sit in the front row or the T-zone. So like the front row and, and the middle of the classroom, there's research that supports that these are the students who, who get um, connected and are engaged with the class a bit more. Um, I tell students all the time, if you need to bring your own caffeine, bring it. Um, If you need to leave your phone at home because it's a distraction, leave it at home. And that's no judgment. I would have to leave my own phone at home. I know that. Um, But but so reminding your student that, um, you know, college college has a a lot of exciting time, a lot of exciting times. I mean, that's the reason I want to work in in, at a university setting. It's so much fun. 
um, to be a part of students' lives. The challenge is that, you know, college for as much as it's about so much of your experience, you're here to get an education. And if those things slip, you're not gonna be a college student potentially anymore. And so that's where we just try to say, you know, check in with them about their classes, how classes are going. If they're struggling in classes, have they sought out any help from their professor or advising offices? Um, so I think checking in with your student and really asking some specific questions. The advisor in me has learned long ago that when I say, how are things going? And the student says, good, I have to keep going because that's not necessarily the full story. And, and I don't think they are being dishonest or, you know, um, I don't think they have bad intentions. I think it's just a matter of uh, they, they think, okay, you're not really interested. You just want a quick answer. And it's like, no, I really want to know <laughs> how are things and, and what does good mean? Have you had any tests? What have your grades been? You know, touching base with them on that. And then the other piece is, I think, suppose what, what I kind of drill into everyone is the whole idea of please, please, please reach out for help. Um, we're a campus, uh, David, you know this, we're a wonderful campus of a lot of great resources and a lot of great people and um, places to assist. The challenge is sometimes that, that, you know, I joke and this joke always falls flat, um, but that we're not mind readers. We, we can't do that part. And so when students reach out and they say, hey, wait a second, this isn't going so well. We want to be there to help, but we have to hear that piece. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I guess there's one piece of advising that I didn't mention that's probably pretty important for our new students in particular and families. Um, we do have an academic alert system. That sounds really kind of big and scary when I think about it, but um, it's not meant to be. It's mostly a way to check in with our students during their classes um, early on to make sure they have what they need and, and as they go to see if they need to do any pivoting and, and maybe thinking about how they study for tests and things. So. Um, I would just say, you know, to family members, let your student know that they can expect to see emails um, saying, hey, nice job, this class is going great. Or, hey, hey, wait a second. Uh, we don't know if that you've uh, accessed your D2L recently and your, 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 um, or that you haven't, uh, you didn't do so hot on that first quiz. Those are things that we're trying to get in front of the student earlier. You know, David, you mentioned you have a high schoolers and, and I do now too. And, and it's a world of difference from where the parent portal tells you everything <laughs> to, you know, what they ate for lunch, it feels like sometimes. But um, that's a huge change in college. Students don't get as much detail as I feel like I get as a parent in high school, a high schooler. So I think that um, having students get familiar and ask questions when they have them to see how they're doing. Um, I think one of the frustrations I hear from families is going from the, I get to see everything to it's all in my students' hands is, is hard. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I think asking questions of your student is helpful. And if your student says, yeah, I, I really just don't know. Um, that's where nudging your student to go ask an advisor is huge. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. You know, it, it, it's probably an old adage. I mean, those that, that ask for help get the help. So how can we, you know, we, we, from the early warning system, the alert system you talked about to the offices we put together, the advising center, we've, we, there's tons of portals for somebody to get some help if they just raise their hand or reach out. Um, <clears throat> you know, parents, as you're listening to this, 
one of the things that we do do is provide updated newsletters to you as well. It's just a reminder and we'll give you some prompts. Uh, We'll talk more about it at a future podcast, but also, hey, this is the time of year that here's an appropriate question you may wish to ask your student. Whereas we're getting close to midterms or finals or things like that. That way you, you sound more like an expert than, than you might really be, but it'll hopefully be helpful as you continue communication with your student towards their college degree. That's, that's definitely important to us. Sarah, any, um, you've shared a wealth of information. Any other closing thoughts that, or advice you'd want to share with our families? I guess what I, I would just want uh, families to know is, you know, I know that we're in really, really uncertain times and, um, take the uncertainty of, of these times combined with the uncertainty that naturally comes after high school. And it's a lot, but I, I, I hope that they can feel confident families. I hope you can feel confident in, in the decision to, to come to Minnesota state Mankato. Again, we have a wealth of, of awesome people and awesome resources and folks who legitimately are as invested in your student as sometimes they are, you know? So, so we, I think we're a good place to be. And while um, certainly we, we don't all control what, what's happening all around us, um, this is a, a decision that students and, and families can control. Coming to the university, taking advantage of the services, asking questions when you have them. Um, it, you know, right now it looks very different. We're taking a lot of questions over email, phone, Zoom, et cetera, but we're still able to answer those questions. Um, we're a terribly honest place, so we're going to tell you if it's like, I don't know, but let me figure out who might know or when we might know or something so that you don't have to leave feeling empty-handed because um, right now I, I know that I certainly don't need any more uncertainty in my life, so I'm sure that uh, that others may feel the same. So I guess I would leave with, with that and just that um, we're really excited to have uh, the new Mavericks join us because um, that it's one of the best parts. Of, of the whole university experience is, is welcoming our new students come in. Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's always kind of fun, especially as we uh, get closer to the start of the classes every fall. Um, again, Sarah granberg Rademacher, our Interim Director of Academic Advising here at the university. And um, couldn't can't thank you enough for your time today, Sarah. It's just been uh, wonderful. And I know that hopefully it'll prompt some questions that might be coming your way. As such, um, what's the best way to reach out to you if somebody had a question? Absolutely. I would still say start with that advising email address, advising at mnsu.edu. Um, that one is staffed all the time, and, and so it, it, you won't receive too much of a gap there. Um, my email address is on our website as well, and, and students are, and families are welcome to, to reach out to me in particular um, if, if they have specific questions or concerns. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you again to all our uh, viewers and listeners. This is a first full episode all the way done and uh, watch for more episodes coming out shortly. And thanks again and go Mavericks. Go Mavericks.